calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, and welcome to the Lightspeed Magazine Story Podcast. I am Jim Freund, your host. In this episode, we will hear Advice from the Civil Temporal Defense League by Sandra MacDonald, narrated by Judy Young. This work is copyright 2022. Lightspeed Magazine is edited by John Joseph Adams, and our podcast is produced by Skyboat Media. Four of Sandra McDonald's stories have been noted on the Tiptree Award Honor List, and her collection, Diana Comet and Other Impossible Stories, was a booklist editor's choice and ALA Over the Rainbow book. She is the author of the Outback Stars series of SF Adventures, the Fisher Key Mysteries for LGBTQ Young Adults, and stories that have appeared in Asimov's, Strange Horizons, Clark's World, Beyond Binary, and War in Space, Recent Combat, as well as other magazines and anthologies. Once upon a time, she was a Hollywood assistant who worked at CBS Television and Disney Studios. Visit her at SandraMcDonald.com. But for now, let's buckle up. We're going to light speed. Advice from the Civil Temporal Defense League by Sandra McDonald. Do. Be aware of strangers who ask you what day it is. Be aware of strangers who ask you what year it is. Be aware of stunned-looking strangers who murmur, Mom? in the squeeze-in diner when you stop by after school for a chocolate malt, though clearly you have never given birth to them or to anyone at all. Thank you very much. Be aware of strangers wearing clothing, footwear, or accessories that seem just a few years out of fashion, or incongruent with the season, climate, or weather forecast, or perhaps not gender-appropriate, because no woman needs to wear trousers anyway, or who are not wearing their mandatory orange chrono radiation badges. Be on alert at all times for time-traveler arrivals, 
especially in empty parking lots, in poorly lit alleys, or sparsely traveled roads like old Highway 17 just outside town. Signs that a time traveler might be arriving. Unexpected flashes of bright light, sometimes with a dramatic strobing effect. Unexpected gusts of wind stirring trash along the sidewalk or against a chain-link fence, like the kind you can purchase at the feed and seed from Earl Hines, chairman of our very own Civil Temporal Defense League. Unexpected noises indicating a sudden explosion of energy, a change of temporal pressure, and or a gate opening between worlds that will inevitably lead to chaos and tragedy, such as that time Betty Newell's grandson sired Betty's grandmother and all hell broke loose. Be aware of strangers who stand in telephone booths by the side of Highway 17 with perplexed expressions and or rip pages out of phone books and now the next person can't find the listing for Betty Newell. Thanks so much. Be aware of strangers who hitch a ride into town with the milkman and ask where is the USB port because their battery is almost dead even though they thought they put it on airplane mode. Be aware of strangers who gaze at the picturesque town square as if they'd seen it before, but somewhat different. Who ask for something called a Frappuccino No Whip from your Aunt Doreen at the Squeeze-In Diner. Who seem surprised by pictures of President Adelaide Stevenson in the morning newspaper. Who try to play Elvis Presley's song, Funny How Time Slips Away, on the jukebox without inserting a nickel first and who seem even more surprised to learn that Corporal Elvis Presley died in that tragic accident at Fort Hood in Texas, and your Aunt Doreen will never get over it. Be aware of strangers who follow you home from the squeeze-in diner and wait until your dad goes off to his night shift at the hospital and wander up your driveway to your kitchen door and then call your new puppy by the name you just decided on a few minutes ago. Be sure you don't think his sad smile is so oddly familiar that you take pity on this lost stranger and invite him in for lemonade, and you always did follow your heart, Mary Ann Newkirk, even when you should be following your head. Be concerned when he squints at common household devices, transistor radio, stereo console, television receiver, as if he's wandered into a museum instead of your dad's living room and reaches a reverent finger toward the framed photograph of you and Tommy Hardy at the senior prom, both of you so happy in your formal wear and silver chrono helmets. Be especially wary when he apologizes to you with vague details but heartfelt emotion about something he says you will someday understand who gives you a gold locket that looks just like the one you gave Tommy before he shipped off in the army to West Germany back in August, and who leaves abruptly with tear-filled eyes and a vow to fix what has been broken. Isn't it curious that his eyes are the same beautiful blue-green color as Tommy's? 
Isn't it strange that Tommy hasn't written back since he went to West Germany? Report that suspicious stranger immediately to the Defense League, Mary Ann. Immediately after that, escort yourself to the League offices for your mandatory debriefing, chrono-radiation evaluation, and temporal scrub-down. Don't. Don't wait until a temporal emergency happens to know what to do and who to call. Don't try to warn your future or past selves. They never listen. Don't go into the streets during the emergency, which will probably be announced on all radio frequencies long before it actually occurs, because cause and effect don't work during a temporal emergency. Didn't they teach you that in school? Don't go looking for a safer shelter. During a temporal emergency, no place is truly safe from the five threat categories of time disruption. Discrepancies, oddities, disruptions, paradoxes, and shenanigans. Hiding in a root cellar won't save your timeline from cracking, snapping, and fracturing as the universe itself realigns. Instead, find comfort in a place that is familiar and cozy, like the cedar-lined closet in the hallway that Henry Newkirk built for his bride Alice back when they were young and madly in love, long before the chrono-cancer stole her years and ovaries and thyroid function, before she took to bed and faded, faded, faded away, while her husband and daughter watched helplessly. Don't hesitate to subdue a suspected time traveler by any means necessary and make a civil arrest until enforcers from the Civil Temporal Defense League can arrive. Aunt Doreen's boyfriend Ray will catch a time traveler in his garage next Christmas Eve, and after Christmas dinner, we all will enjoy the execution in our picturesque town square. Thank you in advance to Ray for the exemplary civil service and to our very own Earl Hines for providing the bullets. Don't go looking for answers in dusty city records, in dusty books, on dusty library shelves, or in dusty archives in civil temporal defense league closets. Dust never leads to clarity. Trust us. After all, dust is barely sentient. It is mostly tiny bits of debris from everyone and everything that has ever existed or will exist, or maybe existed in a corrupted timeline where Eisenhower was elected, or Corporal Elvis Presley reported to duty in a U.S. Army secret temporal laboratory in West Germany instead of the our correct and absolutely perfect timeline where Tommy Hardy reported instead. And no, don't ask us more unless you want a visit from the enforcers. Speaking of the enforcers, Mary Ann, Mrs. Earl Hines happened to be driving down the street in her Cadillac and saw what might be a time traveler walking up your driveway. Fearful for your safety, she has alerted the Civil Temporal Defense League. Don't jump on your bicycle and race after the stranger with Tommy's eyes. 
Don't catch up to him in the alley by the squeeze-in diner and grab his sleeve and beg him to take you where he's going in order to save Tommy, your one true love. Don't watch your alternate timeline son take a time-traveling device from his pocket and deftly activate it. Time-travel devices might take a variety of appearances. A metallic orb with a steampunk vibe that emits a mysterious light. A doorway, glowing or darkened, that clearly was not there a moment ago. A phone booth of dubious origin. A futuristic automobile, unlike any you have ever seen before, but certainly not as affordable as those sold by our own Earl Hines at his new dealership near Route 17. Don't be selfish, Marianne. Yes, Tommy has a good soul, and you love him dearly. Still, how important is one life weighed against the correct and absolutely perfect timeline? You can't just go mucking around time propelled by grief and your heart's desire. Where will the madness end? Would you keep Stevenson from the White House to keep the secret temporal laboratory in West Germany from being built? Would you save Elvis so that he reports to West Germany instead of your Tommy? Would you save your mother? Remember, she always wanted you to date Betty Newell's grandson instead. Who's to say the world will be better off when you're done with your meddling? True, your Tommy accidentally triggered the explosion in the secret temporal laboratory that threw the world into the chaos we face today, Preventing that would save a universe of grief. For some of us. Yet, as Earl Hines likes to say in our meetings, Time's a mess, but it's our mess. The Civil Temporal Defense League will protect you all, whether you want us to or not. Besides, we've seen Elvis perform. It was shameful. Long live time travel. Welcome back. You have been listening to Judy Young reading Advice from the Civil Temporal Defense League by Sandra McDonald. We hope you enjoyed it. If so, please help spread the word by leaving a review or rating at iTunes or the social media venue of your choice. Our editor is John Joseph Adams, and this podcast is copyright 2022 by Adamant Press. Our sponsor this month is Erwan Books, whose current feature title is Kalina the Soothsayer, the debut novel by Elijah Kinch Spector. As a listener to this podcast, you know that we publish it and most of the rest of our content for free online. If you don't already support our Hugo award-winning journal, please consider checking out our many options, including ebook subscriptions and recurring patronage at lightspeedmagazine.com support. Skyboat Media, the most respected independent audio production team on the West Coast, produces the stories for this podcast. They are headed by the Audi and Grammy Award-winning narrators Stefan Rutnicki and Gabrielle DeCure. Be sure to check out their website at skyboatmedia.com. Post-production was by yours truly. 
Our music and sound logos were composed and performed by Jack and Cade. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. See you on the Bitstream. I'm Jim Freund, wishing you cheers from all of us at Lightspeed. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.